Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever it is. Welcome to another episode of the Random Podcast with your host, Melty Scarlet, known as the Crimson Hermit in certain circles. Or squares. I guess. But, at the same time, today we're going to actually go over what we call a game. A video game. A video game. And that game is River City Girls. So those who are familiar with the River City Ransom series, you, I mean, the most basic plot would be you have two high schoolers, uh, Ricky and Cuneo, going off to save their girlfriends from the clutches of whatever I forgot. It's been fucking years since I played that game. But at the same time, uh, River City Girls is kind of like a homage, a, a a love letter to the original series because we got River City Underground, which was, you know, I played it a little bit, but it didn't have the same magic as the original River City Rampage series way back then. Um, it, it was a nice nod to it, uh, but we're not reviewing River City Underground. We're, we're reviewing River City motherfucking girls. Now, with that being said, the, the premise is pretty much a little bit mixed up. We have, uh, uh, Kyoto and I forgot the other name of the girl. Holy shit! I'm such ba- how the fuck am I gonna write a review? I don't even know the name of the fucking girl. <laughs> Anyways, um, so with that being said, we have Kyoto and. Uh, what's today? It's 2019, right? Oh, Masao. It's, 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 uh, Misako. There we go. Misako and fucking Kyoto. They go to save their boyfriends, uh, Kunio and Riki. Now, with that being said, um... The game plays like a reminiscence of the River City franchise or the Cuneo series. Uh, with that being said, it has a the familiar level up system. You beat enemies, eventually you gain them ter- experience, and you level up. Also, when you defeat enemies, they turn into money. Uh, if you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, this is where they picked up the actual gimmick for that. When Scott defeats... Th- the several the seven ex boyfriends they turn to money. Now the thing is, uh, I wa- I do want to point out in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, there's actually how do I say it? When you look at it like this, the fact of the matter is we have uh, w- uh, I hate to say it, but spoilers. Okay, spoilers. Uh, in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, uh, near the end when he's fighting the seventh. Evil X, certain things come to light, and using that Gideon, the 17th Evil X, uses the opportunity to stab Scott, and he dies. Now, he doesn't turn to money, he just blinks and fades away. Uh, and then he sits in a Nirvana where normally you'd have like the continue menu. It's kind of like a homage to like, you know, uh, you know, I want to say like, it's been like a couple months since I've seen the movie, but at the same time, uh, when you usually die, there's usually like, oh, you died. And that's kind of it. And then, uh, it was a lot cool. Well, I wouldn't say it was a lot cooler in the comics. In the comics, Scott died, and it just kind of says, you died. And the subtitles say, that sucks. Uh, now, when you look at the movie, when Scott dies, he 
blinks and it says you die and he sits in limbo and then Ramoto skates up and is like, you know, I'm really sorry. It reveals that, you know, uh, Gideon planted a ch- control chip in her head to make her think only about him, and then it, it transitions into uh, the redemption arc where he realizes he wasn't fighting for her, he was fighting for himself to regain the little ounce of self-respect he had after cheating on Knives with Ramona and Ramona with Knives. Uh, and, you know, the, the moral lesson of that is, you know, as Wallace quite eloquently put it stop playing pretend and if you're in a relationship and you feel like you need to need if you feel like you're attracted to someone else that just means you're having problems with the relationship and you're not willing or mature enough to actually talk to another person to work things out now with that being said it's not really a issue of uh and you know before i go into that yes uh scott program versus the world was a brilliant work it was a it was okay adaptation of the comic book series. Uh, the comic book series has a lot more to it. Um, I would recommend going through and reading it. It's, it's a really good series, but on a more serious note, when you look at the actual movie, it demonstrates like, you know, unhealthy relationship. If you look, Scott always escaped his problems because he wasn't really willing to fix, face things like a mature person. Uh, when you looked at things like, you know, uh, when you looked at uh, Ramona, let's say in the in the comic book, she goes missing. Uh, when she goes missing, it was near the end of the Roxy fight. She just kind of looked, and then she faded away after they moved in together. Um, and that's when you get introduced to Scott's parents finally, and Scott's brother. And then Scott goes on a, a sabbatical where he goes back to because Kim moved away, and he goes, stays with Kim, and then they resolve their issues, and then he fights Dark Negascott, because Negascott is... Rep- so, the the thing I do want to point out is, in in the movie, they show Negascott at the end, kind of like, as like, you know, as a homage, because they're like, oh, well, shit, we already ran out of things. In the comic book, Negascott appears, and he's the representation of everything Scott represses, because he's able just to forget. Um... Every time he fucked up, every time he made a mistake, he just forgets, and he, that's why he's able to to claim innocence in any act. Um, and I think I mentioned this in the earlier podcast, but at the same time, when you look at uh, his relationship with Julie Julie Powers, um, you have her relationship with Scott being antagonistic, and overall, you just get a sense of she really hates Scott. But if you if you look at uh, the actual like behind the scenes interviews with Audrey Plaza, who plays Julie in the movie, uh, Julie uh, Audrey Plaza had a little bit of trouble adapting to the the role because she didn't understand the character. And the author Radio Maru, um, I forgot his actual name. I just know his like his online handle. But Radio Maru, you know, approached her and was like, "Here, look, this will give you more insight." Now imagine if. You are madly in love with someone, a Scott, and he sleeps with all your best friends, and he never looks your direction. Of course, you would grow to hate him because he sl- he's not paying attention to you, and yet he claims innocence after he broke their hearts. Now, with that being said, uh, it it does show a little bit of uh, immaturity on Scott's part. And given the fact that, you know, it's video game in nature, it kind of overshadows the fact that in the movie, Scott was, I mean, he really isn't doing much. He 
plays in a band. He doesn't live. He bums off his friend, Wallace Wells, uh, and he doesn't have a job. He doesn't really have a direction in life. And then he just plays band with his friends and whatnot. And after his breakup, he goes out with a high schooler. With that being said, I mean, it is the more, like Kim said, it is the morning period and Scott is kind of like scum of the earth. Uh, with that being said, it's not really a, uh, how do I say it? It's not really a favorable light to look in Scott at Scott in this series, but at the same time, when you look at uh, the overall, like, story elements and whatnot, you see that it's... He should really... He should have turned into money, because he would be considered morally corrupt, because, like, that's my theory. In that video game, you know, it's always good versus evil. If you... And in the River City Ransom series, or the Kunio series, if you you know, want to call it by its actual name, uh, whatever someone's, like, morally wrong or, you know, evil, they actually get put as, how do I say it, a, they turn into money, because it shows it, shows you the value of their worth, um, as a person, because no matter, money doesn't judge people, good or evil, they just, it assigns a value, you can value, there is a value in human life, and that's the sad part, in today's society, there is, a value on human life. Uh, I mean, think about it like this. The basic hitman goes for like 50 grand. If you can find a hitman, that is. I'm not condoning, you know, paid murders or hits like that. And I'm saying, I'm not saying I have the knowledge to actually go out and reach out and do so. I'm just saying, uh, given, given, you know, what you can see on the internet and like from memes and whatnot, you know, and like, Sometimes I watch uh, deep web videos where they dive into the deep web. You see the fact that, you know, they're like, oh, a basic hit goes for 50 grand. And that's pretty much the price of a social security number to the cartel when they try to forge fake IDs. Now, you know, you might wonder why the fuck I know this. I just kind of do. That's how life works. But at the same time, um, that's the type of society we are in. The fact that we have a, you can assign a value to human life. Uh, and there are things in life that are priceless, like the bonds, whatnot you represent. But at the same time, eh, it's kind of disgusting. But going back to River City, uh, girls, uh, you know, it's the same system, you know. But the thing I really like is they, well, there's two elements I liked and didn't like, so I'm going to go over what I liked about the game. So, it kept a lot of the familiar systems put in place, like when you defeat an enemy, they turn the money, there's a level-up system, and there's a dojo where you can buy moves. Now, I played through it once with uh, Misako, and then once with Ricky. Now, Ricky is pretty fucking dope. I like, honestly, I like all the characters and the variation of movesets. You know, when you unlocked Oh yeah, spoilers. When you beat the game, you unlocked, you unlock Ricky and Kunio, um, you know, as like new game plus. But at the same time, what I really liked is even though, you know, you beat the game, uh, you got to play as two new characters and they had their own completely different movesets, meaning how you approach the combo system is completely different. So for Misako, she had a lot of, 
she had a lot of, uh, how do I say it? Wrestling moves. So she had the drop kick, which was a really good, I mean, it was a really good move to like knock away enemies so you can space people and get more time to think. Uh, she had the power bomb, which was a, a air special. She had a three punch combo. Uh, she had a, a headbutt. Her dash heavy punch was a rolling punch, similar to Wallace as well as in the Scott Fogan vs. the World game, which a lot of the moves in that, game came from the River City Ransom series. So the different character move variations all came from there. Uh, I think they tweaked it a little with Ramona and Knives, but at the same time, like all those four archetypes were the same pretty much for the River City or Cuneo series. Um, another thing I liked was, you know, the storyline because it was like, oh, you know, you think it was just a cut and pot pace adventure uh but there was like little side story side missions that just popped up to give you like you know extra gold or you know just to kind of like give you more of a background it kind of showed you like interactions and then one of the things is like i really liked like i really liked this so the flashbacks were told in comic book format kind of like when you had the flashbacks of uh ramona and when she explained the evil exes. Uh, but at the same time, like it was pretty cool because like the first boss had a psychic, had psychic powers. Um, well, no, the first boss, second boss, the second boss in the game had psychic powers. And it was similar to, uh, it was similar to Matthew Patel, the first evil ex-boyfriend. But at the same time, when you looked at things like, you know, how the bosses introduced themselves, you know, the interactions, their witty banner between the two, the after fight, uh, and just, you know, the interactions with different characters as you showed it, uh, it, it was really, it was really captivating and I, I, I truly enjoyed it. Now, when I looked at, you know, the voice actors, I couldn't recognize all of them, but I recognized Jack Septicai. Uh, if you didn't know, Jack Septicai is a famous YouTuber and he voices a dude that is literally dubbed as the creepy dude. And for most of the time, except one time, anytime he gives you a quest, he pops out of the fucking trash can and was like, Oh, so you help me. Let me help you. But at the same time, uh, I want to say like the weirdest mission I got from him. He was like, there's some, there's some Yakuza that betrayed the syndicate and they snitched, they snitched as they defected. Go and defeat the snitches for me. Okay. And it's just kind of like, okay, that's a little like, that's a, that's a, like some of his missions, like near the end, like it progressed from like, oh yeah, you know, give me a cheeseburger. Okay. You're like, cool. And then it goes to like, hey, there's rich people parking in the in the poor area in the slums and it makes us feel like we're trash you want to destroy their cars from like okay you know that's that's whatever and then it, it progresses to yo go 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 defeat those stitch those snitches and i'm like you know what that's 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 okay that, that that's quite okay i i i believe it's a little bit uh it's intriguing that you know so many uh how do i say it um Different elements. I mean, I guess, you know, a worldly person like yourself, Jack Jack Septicai, you can you can really learn something from him. But at the same time, um it was it was really cool because like a lot of the effects here and there, you know, the voice actors, the songs, like uh you <laughs> there's certain areas in the map that has actual like vocal tracks, and it's kinda cool, except Let's, you know, to transition into, like, things I didn't like, there was one area 
I want to say. I want to say it was the mall. Uh, the music was great, but it was peaceful. And, you know, it's it just to kind of parallel to kind of make sense and give you context, in Scott Pilgrim vs. The World of the Game, the first area, you know, when you're in the the frozen streets of Toronto, uh, going towards the... You're going to... Let's see, the first Evil X is at that bar, which is Lee's Palace? Is it Lee's Palace? I want to say it's Lee's Palace, but you go to the first area for the Battle of the Band, and you're literally on your way to the band, so you go through Toronto and you fight your way through. The music is so peaceful. Like, it's it's 8-bit... It was by Amagate Gucci, which is a really great bit, like, band, but at the same time, like, it was peaceful, and it was upbeat, and you find yourself falling asleep because it was too peaceful. Like, for a, a beat-em-up game, that's a little bit of a, you know, negative mark. Like, it doesn't take away from the gameplay. The gameplay is still great, but at the same time, if you have a music track in the background uh, putting you to sleep, it's a little bit weird. Now, um... But that's only for, like, certain areas, but at the same time, uh, you know, going back into things dislike, it, when you beat the game, right, yeah, you know, that's it, but you beat the game, I want to say the game could be sat through and I played for maybe, like, three hours or so, um, you could beat the game maybe four, uh, if you didn't, you know, but, like, if you just ran through it, because all you have to do, honestly, you could probably do a speedrun of the game in maybe, like, less than two, if you just do all the side missions that give you enough money, buy specific moves in the dojo, because there are moves that do absurd amount of damage, and then eat things within the shops, because, you know, just to sidetrack a little bit, in the River City games, if you eat certain things, it gives you, it restores your health, but the first time you eat it, it increase your stats. Um, in other games, like at, the more you eat it, the more your stats increase until you max out your stats. In Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which, you know, I kind of want to... I'm going to say, like, just go out on a limb here and say that's part of the River City series because it was made basically in homage. It's basically a clone of it, just with the Scott Pilgrim IP. Um, in the Scott Pilgrim game, you're able to you know, buy food items and it build up your stats. And of course they had like a secret, they had two secret stores to, you know, unlock a, a hidden move as well as, you know, build up your stats and max them out once you save enough money. Now, with that being said, going back to, you know, River City Girls, um, once you beat the game and go to New Game Plus, yes, you unlock Ricky and Kunio, but at the same time, when you go through the story again, it doesn't change the story. It doesn't, like, add a special twist where it's like, okay, it's a different story because it's different people. You know, it could have been really nice if it's like, okay, you know, we're off to, you know, save our girlfriends, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like, it, it's, it's weird because, like, you know, I guess, you know, their little voiceover box, like, pops down over the characters. And, like, oh, none of the dialogue gets changed. It all they all interact like they're talking to Mis Misako and Kyoko. But, I mean, it's oversight uversight uh, to make a game that massive. It's not that big, honestly. It's not a big game. It's not long. I mean, given the budget and whatnot, yeah, there's some things to be lacked, but overall, it's a solid game. It's all put together very well, and it doesn't... I can't really complain. Now, going on to other elements I disliked, um, some of the 
like let's say you beat a boss, right? And you die and you have to go through the cutscenes. Well it there is a skip feature. Some of the more annoying bosses have multiple scenes you have to skip before you actually get to the boss. Now I mean, it it would be whatever, but it's the fact that you have to hold to confirm that you want to skip. So that means you have to take, like, maybe three seconds to skip. And if there's four scenes, that's like, you know, you die, you have to, you can't wait, like, 20 seconds till you can refight the boss. Now, that may not seem much, but if you're going to speedrun the game, it could cost you a lot. Because four scenes is a lot. Especially, you know... Once you skip a scene, you start to wait for the transition period in, before you can skip it again, and after that. And then, not to mention, when you leave a room, like another thing, it's just little things. It's overall the game's great, but there's just little things I find I found annoying. Uh, one thing I I can say is like you know when you leave a room and you come back, like when you leave a room and enter another one, you can't re-enter uh, a room because there's a cooldown period. Um, so you're stuck in that room to the cool power period ends, meaning if you're just trying to like, if you have to backtrack because you have to do a quest item, you have to get quest items to proceed, you know, you enter it, it waits, and then you have to go again. Um, but one thing I can say is overall, like, you know, just to kind of end on the negative aspects of it, um, and kind of go back to the positive aspects is, I like the whole, you know, uh, you know, locked screen battles or locked room, like, you can't proceed to defeat all enemies, um, which a lot of enemies were, like, cameos, like, there was, like, a Jack enemy from Tekken, there was the King enemy from Tekken, there was, uh, the Poison enemy from Street Fighter, there was, like, Yakuza's from, like, Yakuza Zero, and it was just, like, and they did the same moves, and there's, like, ninjas, it was just, oh, yeah, no, it's great, and, like, the high schoolers were, like, and then, like, the fourth wall breaks were great. I mean, at one point, one of the characters is like, why does everyone know how to fight? Like, you know, no one's just batting an eye, like, oh, yep, that girl just kicked that person up in the air and powerbombed them onto their, on the back of their head. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Nothing to see here, people. Let's keep it moving. And that's the kind of mindset, you know, they were questioning, like, wait, what the fuck? Um, but what I have, to, you know, you know, in conclusion, it's, it's a solid game. If I were to give it a rating, um, I would say out of a 10 scale. Let's, no, actually, screw that. Let's do it out of 5 scale. I'll get a 3.5 out of 5. And the only reason why I lost the 1.5 points is simply the whole issue with the new game plus. That's the only reason. And, you know, I mean, it could be that I haven't, you know, explored enough, but I explored pretty much every inch of the map, and with that being said, well, actually, no. Come to think of it, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four. I'll just leave it a point for the combination of all the little misgivings I have about it, but other than that, it's a solid game. I I would highly recommend it. So... Just to recap, it's a 4 out of 5, has great music, has ge- great gameplay, uh, the story's good. Uh, if you're a fan of beat-em-up games like Final Fight, you know, Streets of Rage, uh, this is the art of fighting, this is, this is you, you know? Um, so with that being said, uh, with a 4 out of 5 rating, go ahead, try River City Girls, and with the... I think that concludes this random podcast. So that being said, don't expect this every now and then. Uh, also, Indivisible came back out. Uh, it is the game. It's an RPG 
developed by Lab Zero, makers of renowned Skullgirls. Go ahead, give it a play. I'm having, I'm playing it on my Twitch, which you can find me at twitch.tv. Well, twitch.tv slash Melty Scarlet. Uh, I stream every now and then. I just, you know, work with the schedule because I work. Uh, besides doing this, but with that being said, uh, it's a great game. Come play it for yourself, or you know, if you don't feel like it, come check it out on my channel. Uh, but as always, keep it classy, make mistakes, and uh, let's get jiggy with it, I guess. Oh, and for the one person, you know who you are, A Town Down. <laughs>